following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Is it dead right? Are you there? There we go. Are you there out there? Out out at, out there, everybody? All right, I'm trying to get my chair running, so we are good. Hey, today is the last Saturday of the month, and what that means is we have Alicia Webb from Village Bank in, and we're gonna be picking up uh, that whole, uh, what I call a master's class on know your numbers, know your numbers, understanding your income statement, your balance sheet, and knowing very specifically, although you may look at your income statement, some of you will call that a P&L, and you will see great things. You may have reached your goals and objectives over the course of the last year. You may be killing it this year or not. But what you see and what a bank sees, what a banker sees, that might be quite the contrast. And I think it's always useful to know what both sides of the table are seeing so that you can position yourself properly and you can manage your business properly. And that's really what I'm talking about when we say a master's class. That's what I mean. Understanding how how both positions see things and knowing how to work efficiently and successfully as a business. Alicia, welcome to the show. Good morning, Todd. How are you? I am great. Fantastic. Well, it was, it, it was, uh, I got a number of comments last week and one of the things that we covered was the diversification of your revenue. Um, folks, what that means is you may do a million dollars, you may do $10 million, whatever the case may be. But what if the vast majority of that revenue, that income to your business is coming to you by way of one, two, three specific uh, companies that you're working with? They're sending you all your business. And I like to say that he or she who wields the conduit of business, meaning the leads are coming from or the business volume is coming from, they control your business, not you. And so the whole notion was, and I got many calls, Alicia, this mm-hmm. week about that was the first time they thought about it. Wow, if I'm getting all my business from one or two people, that means if they go away, my business could literally go away too, even though I'm doing more than a million dollars a year in business. Absolutely, and that's hard, right? Because when things are good, who wants to pause? Right. We want to keep running. We want to keep killing it, like you said. And so it's so important during those moments, though, to pause and to look at that million dollars and say, give me some detail around where is this coming from? Bill has 70% of this. I get 70% of my income from Bill. 
okay, what products are we selling to Bill? What services are we selling to Bill? And who do, can we look around and say, who else looks like Bill? Who, what other products could we go sell to Bill or Jenny down the street or Susie down the street or Charles down the street to start to diversify that? Because remember guys, you don't have to say, Bill, I can only take 30% of your business. What you can do is grow that bottom line keep Bill's business, but it will, it will start to dilute that concentration because you'll be selling to Jenny and Sue and Charles, right? So think about it. How can you continue to grow, not dilute your business? Absolutely. You know, and as, as you talked about that, I thought about the purchase of a commercial building Mm -hmm. and how it relates to that, because I had somebody tell me, well, I really don't need to worry. I mean, I've got a seven year lease with my two tenants Mm. And I thought about the diversity of revenue to any business and that commercial building being that business. And I thought about, yeah, but that assumes that these people are going to stay in business and keep paying you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same way when we talk about this, you know, and it's even worse because it may be unlikely they'll move their business. You don't know that, but it may be. But you know what? Every business out there is always looking at how can they decrease their costs? How can they be more efficient? And if they shop you, you don't even know that that's going on. And all of a sudden, you just don't have that business anymore. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, I'm a banker, so I'm always conservative. Glass is empty. What? So I'm going to be positive. So what if they've got that great <laughs> Did success? you hear that, folks? Glass is empty. <laughs> no, glass is full. It's overflowing. It's okay. Saturday. It's great. I'm with you. And so what I always say is we don't, maybe that business, one of those two tenants, they have the succession plan in place that you don't have yet, that we've been preaching to you every Saturday to get, right? And their their succession plan is the next owners are going to go buy a commercial building because 504 rates are incredible right, right now. They, are, they need a bigger space. So they're growing and they're doing great. And that's the thing. Things happen. So what's your backup plan? What's your backup to the backup plan? And how are you going to make sure that you're diversifying your revenue as an entrepreneur, right? Commercial business, operating business, etc. But then how are you also diversifying your revenue just in that operating business, right? Because when we talked about Bill, Charles, Sue, or I think it was Jenny, that's in that operating business. That's in that receivables list. But if you're an entrepreneur and you got that commercial building too, you got to be thinking, how are you going to diversify it for that, for that commercial it's such, building? It's such a great, uh, well, jumping off point is that, you know, I've always said that every business uh, should, as one of their objectives, uh, attempt to own the space that it occupies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have a, at least I have a very different viewpoint on somebody who wants to be a commercial investor right now, mm. as opposed to someone who is simply going to own the space they occupy. Let me give you an example. First first of all, I don't have great enthusiasm for commercial right now mm. because I believe the storefront retail and the un- abundance of unused space is invariably going to affect and ripple across every segment of commercial real estate. And that means when you recognize storefront retail as a cost per square is the most expensive there is, but if you can't use it for that because the retail businesses literally are going away and don't exist as storefronts anymore, what are they going to do with that? And if they use it for any other purpose, the value per square is less, and that's going to have an effect on all commercial real estate. However, what if I'm already spending money in the form of lease money towards that, and if I buy a building with a similar amount that I must pay each month, every dollar 
that goes to, to pay down principal is one more dollar in net worth in my pocket to my balance sheet. And that is a totally different proposition. Absolutely. So I wrote down two things while you were talking. Number one is what is expensive, right? Because what expensive is to you might not be expensive to me and vice versa. So I'd always say it goes back to your debt structure. What is your debt structure? If you buy that building for $100 and I buy the building for $50 and um, you maybe bought that building when rates were 8% and you just can't afford that, maybe I bought it for $50, but I did a 504. So the back end of my loan is fixed for 20, 25 years at 3%, 2%. The debt structure is different. So what is expensive? All of a sudden, maybe I don't need that other tenant because my rates, my debt structure is amazing, right? Second thing, my very, one of my very favorite values, actually, this is Don's first value is put relationships first. People want relationships again. So yeah, retail is going to struggle and retail is going to look really, really different going forward, but people still want to walk down the street. They still want to go get a coffee. They still want to see their neighbors. So we might have to do it with masks for a little while, but guess what? It's still going to happen. Now, I think your point is, you know, the old McDonald's concept about have a McDonald's on every corner. Mm, I can get McDonald's delivered to my house now. I can get a shamrock shake there. Exactly. So I think that retail, the look is going to change, but we're still people. We still want to go see it. So retail, get the right debt structure. Buy it at the right time um, and make sure you've got the best that structure and remember you can only get that 504 loan if it's owner occupied well you know that's such an interesting thing to consider as well in that people look at i can i get a loan and the intricacies of that loan as in the amortization of the repayback of debt remember folks if i have to pay back a debt in five years or seven years versus 10 15 or 20 years the payment changes dramatically Yes, my carrying costs will be higher over time for the Minnesotans who don't want to don't want to finance anything and don't want to have any debt. But the reality is that the business is profitable less its expenses. And so whatever those expenses are, higher or lower, it determines your profitability and moreover your ability to expand and grow because you have more cash flow to work with. So having a loan that's amortized 20 years versus 10 years, that's a drastic difference. And it's lost on a lot of people. It is. It is. And let's be honest. It doesn't matter if it's 10 or 20. None of that matters if you don't, if you're not running your business as a business rather than a lifestyle business. Because if you're saving money on that loan because it's a 20 year AM, but you're pulling it out to buy a depreciating asset like a boat or a fancier car or a thousand more square feet for your family, that house, that homestead, that car, they're not returning cash to you. There's no income off of that. And so you've got to remember that if you're going to do the 20 year AM, you're going to have that lower rate because of the market today. What are you going to do with that cash? Right. Because last thing you want is your loan to come due and you don't, no one wants to refinance it for you either. So is it a business or is it a lifestyle? Well, and, and so the point that she's making specifically is that, okay, now you're going to have more cash flow because you're going to have less money dedicated to, to servicing your debt. Well, if you take that extra money rather than put it into growth in your business and use it to enhance your lifestyle, remember, I talk all the time, you know, are you going to spend your money 
on increasing or appreciable assets, assets that produce income, or you're going to pay, spend that money on depreciable assets. And all the things that make your life worthwhile, sorry to say, boat, cabin, you know, all the great things that you love, those are generally all depreciating assets. Absolutely. And do not transfer to your balance sheet to show the health of your business. And so if you're focusing on lifestyle, because look, 90% of the population are employee mindset, practitioner mindset, not business builder mindset. Mm-hmm. And so they think when you make more money, logically, a better house, a cabin, a trip to Europe, a better handbag, golf clubs, whatever it is, that's just in their mind. The minute the money's in there, they're already thinking about what they can do. That's a huge mistake if you want to grow your business. Absolutely. I mean... I like I I always say, you know, what is your 10-year goal? How do you get to that 10-year goal? And if you break it down over 10 years, what you need to buy that pontoon, let's say. You could literally put that $300 in the bank every month and in 10 years go a, a check, right? And chances are, I hope no boat dealers get upset with me here, <laughs> but there's probably someone that bought a brand new pontoon that can't afford it anymore. So go get it for 10 grand less or seven grand less, right? No one knows. I right. mean, I just, it's about why are you in business and what do you value and what's important to you? Is it that your neighbors think you look great in that brand new truck or is it that you feel the value of your team, your success, and you have a strategy so when you do retire, you retire well with a family around you, people that care about you, you know, quite honestly, your village. It's And it's and it's hard to do this. I mean, the, the reality of, of money management, whether it's personal or business, it sounds so easy and people overlook it because they believe it's basic math. It's not about that. It's about the human psychology mm-hmm. of exactly what we're talking about. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a gal who worked for me in the, in the financial business. She helped us run. We had over a hundred financial advisors and she was a financial advisor. That didn't work up. And then she ran our office and she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, we, uh, we sold that business and she got out and, and, and I referred her to a guy who had a really good business, you know, at the time, even over 30 employees at the time. Well, she calls me one day. It's just several years later. And she says, she's, she's on the phone. It's Monday morning. And she's, I can tell she's crying on the phone. And she says, Todd, I, I just want you to know I'm going to quit this job. I appreciate you referring. It's been great, but I got to quit. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And she says, Todd, I left the office on Friday. We've got payroll coming up this week. She says, we have a whole bunch of materials for bids that we've done that we have to purchase. And she says, I come into the office and the money that was in the operating account, a a whole big chunk of it is gone. Mm. And I said, wow, what's going on? She says, I have no idea. She said, but I I can't keep running like this. She says, I've got a life and this stress is too much for me to deal with. So I say, well, let me talk to the business owner because he was a client of mine. And so I, I, a little bit later in the morning, 10 o'clock, I pick up the phone and I call him. And I'm trying not to be accusatory (laughs) because it's not my money. And I start asking him what's going on. Well, long story short, I find out that he was at the boat show over the weekend. Mm. And he sat down with people at the boat show. And, you know, there's going to be some ego involved in this. And they gave him a rate. He didn't like the rate on the boat loan financing. And he said... 
I'll just write you a check. Mm-hmm. He wrote a check for $70,000. You know, you know the whole adage, stroke a check, man, because you can stroke a check. You've got it going on, right? And he took all that operating money. And, 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 and here's the other long story short. We had to get hard money at 15% to be able to help him cover payroll and materials. Mm. And that means, guys, 15%, whether he pays the money back in a year or in one week. That's what happened. Now, that's an extreme dramatization, but that's what happens a lot of times, Alicia. Well, and that's a red flag. I mean, if I see hard money on an income oh, or balance, right away, I'm like, why? What happened? Why couldn't you get bank debt, right? Why? Why didn't you have the liquidity as a business owner, a responsible person with 30 people on your team? Why didn't you have money and know what your what your expenses are going to be, including salary, right, including benefits, including all that? So I would say that right there, that's a huge red flag, and that fifteen percent debt has to be gone before we're able to take before we're able to refinance debt, give more debt, or he's got to be doing such great business, you know, three four times debt service coverage on that debt for us to refinance. There, there's one of those things about how a banker sees you. So just just let me tell you. There are, we're talking about hard money, but there are factoring companies out there Mm -hmm. who take money out on a weekly basis on loans that have absorbent uh, uh, carrying costs. Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you right now, when I see that, when somebody comes in and they want me to help them build their business and I see that there, I already assume that they're on their way out. I I assume that. So when you're banking and your bank sees your operating account and they see these big chunks of money coming out every single month, what's that for? Mm -hmm. And immediately they see that and they know that their loan payment is in jeopardy because you took out other loans and those Mm -hmm. loans are going to put you in the ground early. Mm -hmm. And they know that. So you need, again, you need to be aware. What does the bank see when they look at your financial statement? Absolutely. And, and let me preface the fact that sometimes there is a place, right? I've worked with, um, I've worked with hard money people before. If someone gets this huge contract, right? And they need money and the, and to buy inventory and it's this great opportunity, right? So we'll have this space and this time where they'll have to use that. But there are circumstances. And I would say if you're in that situation today, Go into the bank. Don't go to a big bank. Go to a community bank and say, this is where I'm at. How, how could I get out of this? How can I, where, who can I work with? Or even if it's a good, um, hard, hard money company that's local, they'll generally be working with community banks too and they can help you. But, that is a piece where you need to know what's your end game. How do you get out of that cycle? Because there's a time and place for hard money, but it's not long term. It's you, short term. You bring up a, another point that I see frequently, which is the business owners are fixated on the gross volume. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've got a contract for a half a million dollars and your eyes light up and you're all excited. But because that 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 half million dollars is what you're focusing on, you'll say yes to that project or you'll take that project. And I'm saying that's not how you make the decision. We come right back, Alicia, to what we talk about. Know your numbers, know your numbers. It's the profitability mm-hmm. that that is meaningful, not mm-hmm. the overall volume. Mm-hmm. Great. Your business did another half a million dollars this year. That's great. Except you didn't make any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your debt service canceled out any margin that you might have had. And then because 
because it's a large project, they want better rates. And as a result, they are nickel and diming you. Your profitability goes out the window. And now you have debt service that you have to carry that you didn't before. And there's no profitability. Why did you do it? Well, absolutely. And again, there's like this past year was a great, a great example of taking advantage of the market, right? So is there a place that you can make that half a million? But on the other side, as an owner and an entrepreneur, it's up to you to make sure that you still have the eye on the ball, the core earnings of the business. Are you watching the expenses to see what the gap is between the money you're going to make that half a million, the one time, because we always call it one time income, right? We don't think it's going to happen next year and the year after. And what those expenses are. What's that gap? And are you able to keep your eye on the ball with the core earnings of the company and continue to strategically grow those? Right? How do the two work together even? From this one-time half a million dollar opportunity, is there any of that business that can flow into that core business in the future? Right. And you can strengthen those relationships and diversify that. So so it's always surprising that I can that a business owner can tell me what their volume was last year or what they're on track to do today but then I say what is your margin mm. and and they'll always throw out some number 30 40% and I'll go wow and you know Alicia I'm a numbers guy like mm-hmm. you how quickly you can figure out what their margin actually is and so I'll say to them without looking at their financials is that with your income or without your income sounds like a stupid question but it's not because they consider their income to be profitability to the business as though they could just stop paying themselves and not pay their own mortgage payment it's ridiculous it is it is and and being an entrepreneur you got to get back to the small stuff the small stuff that matters an exercise i just went through i mean this is going to be ridiculous we're like a i think we're 417 million today that's our size right 417 million i still went through an exercise of looking at all checks under 10 grand and saying what did we write or over i'm sorry over and what did we write checks for because i want to see what are one time what are things we could cut if we needed to where do we need to expand how are we spending our money today and listen that might sound ridiculous to some i'm sure a lot of my colleagues in banking but it's if you don't understand the base of your business the expenses of your business where are you spending money what's the mindset what's the why behind it you're not going to solve the problem. You've got to get down to the basics of your business and where is money going out, the expenses that support that half a million one time and the expenses that support the core business. And my gosh, if when inflation comes, because we can talk about that again, how, what can you cut? What's a one time? Where can you cut? What can you afford to cut and keep the business rolling too? So I, I, I think to know your numbers, and I'm talking the basic numbers. That is so important. Don't just know your expenses are 30% or 60%. Know what those actual expenses are. Because you may have a Todd that you can't get rid of, that that's valuable to the bottom line. But you might have a Jenny or a Bill that, yeah, it's a one time. I did it because I had some extra income here. And now I don't need to do that if times get tough. Well, it's it, it's something that I do with people when, when they say I want to learn. Todd, teach me the language of money and finance. And I start with their personal budget or personal spending plan. And they're always frustrated with that. No, no, no. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much personally. And I say, I want to teach you how this works. When you look at an income statement, there's many standardized categories that can encompass many different individual expenditures. You, as a business owner, often don't know what they are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there is, you know, standardized accounting principles to arrive at a particular 
lump sum number mm-hmm. in your income statement. However, any business, you should know this, folks. If they say their business is different or there's a better way for them to calculate it, as long as they do that consistently relative to the way their business operates, they can do that. So you could look at an income statement and you can see a summary, but without actually seeing what constituted the numbers in each individual field, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know where that came from, what you can cut, what you can't. All that. Mm-hmm. And so when we say know your numbers, we're talking about taking it down to a deeper level. And that's what you mean when you say checks under 10 grand Absolutely. on a business that does almost a half a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference that, you know, you do have to get granule at times and I, once a year. Right. I just want to know. Right. I just want to have that in the back of my head. And I think actually every business owner should really look at that. Also looking at how you make your money. Like let's flip it on the income statement. You can do the same with your income. Like we talked about the receivables list the other day. Right. What do you receive? What are your receivables made up of? What are the companies? And do you want to lump them by company? Do you want to lump them by product? Do you want to lump them by service? Do you want to lump them by industry? There's a lot of different ways to look at that. Um, I would say the one place that everyone should be thinking about, know your receivables, stay who are you selling to, and then look around who's like them that you could also sell to. And on the expense side, don't cut on marketing and technology. We're going to be taking a break here, but uh, I, I want to uh, allow Alicia to give out not only her website, their contact information, but also a video that they have on their website that is phenomenal, that takes you through your income statement, helps you understand each individual category. And look, we are going through those things, but the more you can hear and see this, the better off you are as a business owner. We talked a little bit about knowing your numbers. Look, Alicia, I, the granular level, I want somebody who says, well, listen, I'm just not a financial person. And so they'll have somebody from the accounting office come in and put their numbers in or whatever. They have no idea. So I say, you know what? I don't want to turn you into an accountant, but I want you to, for a reasonably short period of time, Input the numbers yourself. I don't care if you're that type of person. The reason is because I want you to have a sense of what's behind those numbers so that when somebody unloads the income statement for you to make a decision in your business, you understand what's behind it in that, in that, in that level. You don't need to be an accountant. You need to be curious. Yes. You, and you need, need to be curious. And you need to consider yourself more of a financial person and stop opting out mentally of those conversations because you, you might be really good at working the business. You might be really good at the job of the business, but you may stink when it comes to the numbers, and that's why your small business stays small. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break here. Uh, we will be back. Uh, Alicia Webb, would you give us, please, Village Bank's website address and how they get to that video? Absolutely. So go on villagebankonline.com bank and you'll see a link um, right to the video there. You can go on the SBA loans, PPP loans or any kind of know your numbers uh, link. You'll see it right at the top of the page. Click and you'll go right to all the information we're talking about today. Villagebankonline.bank Perfect. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. 
Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard. And in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. 
However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguide.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. Yes, yes, we need our cup of ambition <laughs> filled. Alicia. Absolutely. Yes, we do. Cheers to that. Yes, for sure. For sure. So <clears throat> we we left off talking about, you know, the 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 challenges with business owners, and I just want to make the point that Alicia is running a business, a big business, as you can tell, but you know, not a not a huge bank, but a but they're doing really well. Uh, there were the top twenty two women in in commercial banking that were highlighted as the notables, best in class in Twin Cities business, and Alicia was one of them on page fifty and fifty one here that I see. Actually, yeah, 50 and 51. And I wanted to have you talk a little bit about that because I think that's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. You know what that tells me? Our villagers are killing it. Our villagers are doing a great job helping out Main Street and supporting our entrepreneurs. That's what it tells me. I'm really proud that we've got 22 women in the Twin Cities to highlight. A lot of the other women are my past colleagues, or I hope they become my colleagues one day. And um, it's just a great group to be a part of because right now... Um, it is a time for women to step up and help with PPP, with COVID-related financing, and really understand that why behind these companies need the debt. And honestly, some of the feminine traits that we have where we're caring and we're long-term planners and we understand how important benefits are and employees feeling safe in the company. I mean, we're the ones to do it, right? And, and those sound like soft traits. They're not. Because they make us work twice as hard. Well, I see, you know, uh, you know, first, com- commercial banking, that's business banking, folks. And the the best-in-class notables in the Twin Cities, no small thing. But I'll tell you that as I look at the magazine and I page through it, I see that Alicia, at least from what I can see, is the only photograph where she has all of her team partners surrounding mm-hmm. her as opposed to just her big uh 
photo in the in the in the uh, on the page. Mm-hmm. So you know that tells me that you must have worked a little bit to make that happen. So you are certainly a team first type person, huh? Absolutely. I wish I could take credit. This is you know our team knows how important our team is to me, and so. Our marketing team put this ad together, and I had a little tear when I saw it. I know a story about every one of these women, and I am not making that up. We have villagers here that have been with us for 20-plus years. We have villagers that are new on this page, but they all have a story. They all have an entrepreneurial story about a client and about themselves and how they're growing in our village. And, you know, it does take a village. It takes a village, and I'm really proud of this team and the work that we're doing on behalf of the entrepreneur. Well, and I, I appreciate that, too. I mean, Village Bank, uh, a, a bank for entrepreneurs created by an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, your mm-hmm. father. So yeah. it's, it's huge. I mean, it really is huge. Uh, and, you know, if, if you're looking to do business with a bank that is going to be a relationship bank, uh, do loans by committee by taking into account the human being behind the person applying for the financing and the loan. That's a very different approach than the big banks. And that, to me, is is so endearing and the only way that I'd want to do business. So I, I really do appreciate that. And, you know, with that kind of heartfelt, you had a little story you told me as we came in here about the fact that you've never had a new car. <laughs> And yeah. I thought that that was so good as it relates to this challenge of, of, of rewarding yourself to the degree that you're detrimental to the business. So talk a little bit about that, if you would. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of funny. I don't, I don't, you, I think it goes back to what's your long term strategy, right? And what do you value in life? And what do you know about yourself? I don't value cars. I don't, it's never been what I drive isn't a big deal to me. And, um, so yeah, I'd never had a new car until now. And thank you, friendly Chev. I'll throw that out there. And you've been in banking for 25 years and you've never had a new car until now. It's not, it's not valuable to me. Right. But I have a, I have a company car and about 20 years ago, Don and I had talked about uh, village license plates on a car. Right. And, um, I just, I just got village license plates on this car. And I, I was telling Todd before the show that like that was the point where I actually took a picture when my husband put those license plates on. And I said, I feel like I, like I got there. I feel like this vision that we had 20 years ago that I accomplished it because it's so much more than a license plate. It's so much more than a car. Cars come and go. They depreciate. I mean, it's about you set your sights on something and you earn it. And, and you truly earn it, right? I want to earn that position as the president. I want to earn that position as a villager. You know, as my daughters always say, you can't drive it like you stole it if you got village license right. plates on, right? And you've got, it's that responsibility. It's earning it. It's owning it. And it's, it's, it's setting your sights on something and actually accomplishing it, understanding what's valuable to you. It's not about the new vehicle. It's about the license plate. Well, it's, it's the mindset. Alicia, and you know, I I hesitate to say this, but the people who work for us generally don't have that same mindset, and they don't need to because they're not business owners. But when when a business makes money, if the first thing you think about is the new car you can buy, Mm. the new boat, the new cabin that you can buy, it isn't that those things are unimportant, but if that's the first thing that comes to mind, as opposed to a fixation with the growth and success of the business being your predominant first goals, then your business doesn't grow. Mm-hmm. And the challenge with that is that, let's be honest, 90% of the population are employees and don't think that way and never will. 
mm-hmm. and they and they don't need to because that's not on their radar screen. But when you're a business owner, you have to think differently because the money that you take today to enhance your lifestyle is the money that the business would otherwise need to grow and scale. And if you if you don't do that, you know, <clears throat> we talk about these numbers on here. Most of the small businesses that are out there, they're going to be, God forbid, sole proprietorships, terrible idea, LLCs or S-Corps, most likely. And what that means is those are flow-through entities where all income that is left after expenses towards the business are going to be taxed as ordinary income. Well, at the end of the year, the CPA says, well, you made this much money, you got to pay taxes on this money. You don't get to retain earnings and speak for it year down the road and not pay taxes. Mm -hmm. You're not a C-Corp, you're an S-Corp. But when that happens, they say, oh, that's my money. Mm -hmm. And when they see that, they immediately start thinking about all the stuff they can buy personally. And then when you go to get a loan, that money that would have been there to be able to show you could have qualified and made payments on that loan in the future now got spent on personal assets. And there was no way to show that you could actually make the payments on this new loan. Is this what business owners do? Yes. What should you have done? Taken the money, paid taxes on, made a loan back to the company and put it right back in the operating mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. That's what you should have done. And then they would have had a clear path to see what the business made as profit. You took it personally, but you put it right back in the operating account so the business had funds to grow and succeed. How many business owners, small business owners do it? Like none. Mm-hmm. Like none. Mm-hmm. Well, and you bring up a good point. I mean, we are talking about how debt isn't a bad thing and debt can be a good thing depending on rate, amortization, what it's used for, et cetera. But there, there is debt that's bad. There is debt that we, we scratch our heads on when we see three or four car loans on a personal financial statement, or we see a first and a second that's all debted up on a personal financial statement. We start to ask questions about, hmm, what's important to this person? And what's, what are they going to, can they do, can they afford this debt? If they weren't taking three hundred hundred thousand out of the business, and what if the business they lose that big client that's sixty percent of their receivables list, they can't take that money out. So are they going to lay off someone? What what do they have to do? Well, this leads us right into the question of when you talk to your banker, do you say, "What am I not doing right here? What do you see that I don't see?" Those are some of the most important questions that you can ask that, frankly, don't get asked often. And, you know, bankers, just like anybody else, are busy. And unless you actually focus on it and know that you should, that conversation may never happen. So we're going to take a break here again. We're going to come back. And when we do, we're going to have Alicia talk about what are the things you should be asking your banker. We will be right back. I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. 
Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a complete list of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel and Hardy. Oh, yes. Butch and Sundance. That's right. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Tango and Cash. Uh, all right. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Itchy and Scratchy. Okay. Batman and Robin. Thank you. Got the idea. It's that every superhero needs a sidekick. That's why when Jason Walgrave needs help for his customers, he calls on Mike Overson at Leader One Financial. Find out how to get started on making your plan today at ApplyWithMike.com. Because He's super. Laverne and Shirley. Exactly. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net. 
or by simply calling 763-786-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to SMA2DAY.com You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. And I stumbled to the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Welcome back, everybody. So, we left with what I think is a very, very, very good topic, Alicia. This is the CEO or the uh, president of Village Bank. Be careful here. i got to get the That's titles right. right. Uh, of Village Bank. And uh, if you have not checked them out, I'm telling you, if you're in business, you need to do it. Uh, a bank such as Village is the only place you want to do business if you want to grow your business. And the knowledge that you can gain from meeting with someone like Alicia and her team or better yet, listening to this show is invaluable because to be fair with you, I don't give this stuff out for free. You come see me, you pay me 300 bucks an hour to tell you these things. You're getting it for free. And even if you are paying me, then you should be listening to this because this is great stuff. So we left the break and I want to cover this. What are the questions that I should be asking my banker as it relates to my business uh, income statement? What are they going to see that I'm not going to see? Okay, so what I would do is anytime you're meeting with it's your current banker or if you're out interviewing community bankers, I would also I would always say, look at my balance sheet. What do you see? Is there any debt I need to restructure? Am I using debt appropriately? I would ask questions around um, money down, right? If I do go and I refinance that debt, you're saying it's something I should look at, reamortize it, longer term, fixed rate, is variable rate better in this market? What money down would I have to do that? What position am I in today as far as loan to value, debt service coverage on that loan? Do I have at least a one times two if it's a three-year, a five-year, a seven-year, or a 10-year? And what are the risks? Like, what risk can I mitigate? If I put 20% down or 30% down, 35% down, can I get a lower rate? Can I get a longer term that's fixed in this low rate environment? What does the amortization schedule look like if I go from a 20 year where I was at maybe 7% down to a 15 or 10 year rate where I may be at four or 5%? What can, what's the debt, sir? Can I, can I do that? Can I pay this debt off faster? Because the rate environment is so much lower. These are all questions that bankers can do the math for you. You do not have to do the math. I would say that you need to go in and then recalculate it afterwards to make sure it's always correct. But what is that, right? Is it more money down? Um, is there a fee if you're going to take it from a 20-year to a 10-year AM or from a 7-year fixed rate to a 10-year fixed rate? Is there a fee for that? Can you pay a fee to get that? Those are all really, really good questions to ask around the the, the debt that you have on your balance sheet. And so when you're, when you're a business that's on the grow and remember that businesses are either growing or they're decreasing in size. They're never staying the same. Mm -hmm. So if you're in business and you want to grow, 
then cash flow is oxygen. Mm -hmm. And that means that you have money to continue to grow. Do not allow your desire to own everything free and clear and pay everything off to put your business in a compromised position with very little money to work with and cash flow to be able to show that you could make a payment or you could buy something. There's nothing wrong with the desire of wanting to own things. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. But be conscious that what you're paying each month as an expense allows you to have more money to work with to grow the business even larger. And that's really what you're looking to accomplish. And can I say this? As long as you're going to do that, though, don't be taking the money out to buy the boat then, right? Because I think that, Todd, you're 100% correct. Debt is fantastic. If you understand that if you're going to take that out to buy that piece of equipment, the cash flow you get from that equipment Keep that in the business then. Pay off that machine. And I also think that if you're a 45-year-old and you know by 50, 55, 60, whatever that is that you want to be debt-free or you want to be at a 50% loan-to-value on that building, what is the plan to get there? Do the math. Figure out that plan. Ask your banker, right? And and know, understand what that is. Um the other piece I do want to talk about here is when you're look, when you're talking to your banker, it's not just about what you see in your income statement or balance sheet, but I want everyone to start asking their banker about what are the digital solutions you have for me? What are the solutions that you have in place? Is it ACH? Is it wires online? Is it online bill pay? Is it a remote deposit? Is it mobile deposit? What are ways that we can take, put time back in your pocket as an entrepreneur so you have time to do the things you're good at? or your team has time to do those things, and you can digitally do things from your office, from your bedroom, from your, we're at car if you need to, right? There's so many solutions out there now. Streamline processes, create consistency so you have more time to focus on the things that make you more money rather than the small things that don't. Yes, and entrepreneurs, even if you're not the one remote depositing or mobile capturing that check, that's okay. You can still see it. You can go online and you can still see it all and make sure those funds are going in, right? You can give your controller access to do that for you where they they can transfer money, but they can't take money out. There's so many solutions out there. And so it's not driving up to the bank every day. It's not you having to do everything all day to make sure no one else has access to the money, right? We have so many solutions today. And so that's one piece that I would really challenge your banker on. And if they don't know the answers, then who does, right? right? That, that's so important. <coughs> the other, and, and, and remember that this gets into the leveraged concept. How do I make the most money in my life? Not just my business. But me, even personally, individually, how do I make the most money for time spent? And it's not going to be doing these these busy things that take you away from the things that make you the most money. Uh, the other thing that you have to ha- have to recognize, and Alicia talked about this, <clears throat> is that remember, for some of you, you're busier than you've ever been, and your concept is, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do more business, or I don't need to do marketing because I'm so busy. Listen, folks, I'm going to make this real easy. When you are so busy, you can't imagine doing marketing. That's the time you do do marketing. And then you also have to be conscious of building a team. If you make money in your business, the goal is to take that money and compound it and turn it into more. It is not to take and buy it for things that decrease in value. So when you think about, Alicia, building a team, Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that briefly. Absolutely, Todd. Time is money. Time is money. And so do you have a great accountant that you can call up anytime and ask questions? Do you have a great attorney? Do you take advantage of that? Absolutely. And, you know, do they call you right back? Marketing and technology. 
hire someone to do that for you. Hire someone to tell your story. Like we started this conversation with, retail is going to look very, very different. So if you're a McDonald's concept where you got to be on every street corner, that's changing. So how do you hire someone that can tell the brand, tell your story brand, and you can continue to get recognition? So if I want to deliver it to my house, I think of you first. You have to create your own personal village of professionals who are there to help guide and allow you to vet those decisions properly with the guidance. There, there is a, uh, there is a, a, an occupation specifically, which is to provide information to executives to help them make decisions. You need that even mm-hmm. in your small business. However, here's the thing. You got to have the money to pay them. So that presupposes that every dollar that you think is profit can't go to buy and enhance the lifestyle because then there's no money to grow the business. And you may reject that. You may say, you know what? I'm too far advanced in my life. I don't have time for that. I'm happy where I am and I don't need to grow. Okay, well, then that's fine, I guess. But anybody who wants to buy your business, that is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And see, you have to show that you know how to accomplish that to make your business more valuable. Well, I'd say that's probably a strategy for selling, too. Absolutely. If they're on LinkedIn and they keep hearing your story about your plumbing product or your widget, they're going to say, wait, why don't we buy that company? That aligns perfectly with mine, and I'm not retiring anytime soon. Absolutely. And so I would say that's almost a strategy. For selling your business. And it's a business mindset, isn't it, guys? You know, (laughs) I'm all about the business. You know, I'm 60 years old. I have no interest in retiring. Why would I? I love this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you're one of those people, those builders, you know, when you were a kid, you played with Lincoln Logs and Erector Sets because you loved building stuff. You were all about the business growth. Well, that's why we put these shows on. Alicia Webb. From Village Bank, give us the contact information website real quick. VillageBankOnline.Bank. VillageBankOnline.Bank. Thanks, Todd. All right. And go and check out that video, folks. It'll be a great enhancement to these shows. The last Saturday of every month with President of Village Bank, Alicia Webb. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Zero, zero. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.